Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hope you are having an awesome day. We mm-hmm. want to do a quick shout out to Liverpool. England. Oh, that, talk about a place. Yeah, another yeah. place to visit. Another place to visit. I wonder what, what the origin is of the name Liverpool. Do you know? I don't know. We will have to look it up or someone from Liverpool, if you would like to reach out to us and let us know why is your city called Liverpool, we will give you a percentage off of our Etsy store. Yes. That is at grace.etsy.com. All right. Thanks for listening today. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us at 251-244-4645. If you live in Alabama, Newland, Virginia, or North Carolina, and you are seeking a therapist, Reach out to Dr. J. Mm-hmm. And if you live anywhere else and are interested in pastoral counseling through the lens of the church, you can reach out to him as well. All right. All right. What you got for us today? Very heart healthy animal. Some animals, such as octopuses, have three separate hearts. Isn't it octopi? No, it's octopuses. Hmm. It's not octopi. I thought it was octopi. No. Well, interesting. Okay, go ahead. Sugar can help you heal faster. Wow, maybe I should eat more sugar now. Well, I know sugar can get rid of hiccups. Believe it or not, if you have a wound, pour some sugar on it. (laughs) Def Leppard song, right? Uh, Years ago. Pour some sugar on me. (laughs) It can actually help you heal quicker. Okay. Just don't mix it up with salt or it will burn. Oh, that would be bad. Yeah. Have you ever thought that you were tasting uh, sugar and you accidentally tasted salt? No. Okay. Have you? No, I have not, but I've <laughs> seen people <laughs> I've seen people bake and they accidentally put in salt instead of sugar. Oh. And that would be bad. <laughs> that would be bad. I have never done that myself. I have forgotten salt in biscuits one time, and that was not a good thing. That was tragical. Yeah, they were not salty, and it was not good. They tasted nasty. Hot water will actually freeze quicker than cold. Really? And I don't know the reason, so don't ask. <laughs> I don't know. No, you know how my mind is working. Why? Okay, so hot water freezes quicker than cold water. Yeah. Hmm. We need to try that. Japan has more vending machines than people, around 23 per person, in fact. Wow. You know, we don't have many here in the States anymore. We don't. We we really don't. I mean, you got them at the airport and places like hospitals and places like that. But, you know, used to they were outside of grocery stores. Have you seen them outside of grocery stores recently? No. I haven't looked. I always do grocery store pickups, so I haven't been looking. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to look now. Your blood vessels are extremely long. Oh. Your blood cells travel incredible distance. It's thought that in the average human body, there are around 100,000 miles oh, wow. of blood vessels. 
That's pretty interesting. Cool. All right. All right. So what's our topic today, Dr. J? We are getting into some more Joshua. We're kinda, oh, yay. Joshua, I like Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Jericho. All right. Jericho. Chapter three, we are. All right. In. Joshua chapter three. Yeah. It's a very interesting book. Okay. Um, it indeed, is. Indeed. Uh, being strong and courageous. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yes, yes, yes. Go ahead, if you would, All right. Dr. M. <laughs> okay. Uh, read uh, 1 through 6. All right. Joshua 3, 1 through 6. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out for Shittim. That sounds good. And went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never before been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. So they're starting to prepare prepare to enter. <laughs> oh, no. Okay? I swallowed a nut. <laughs> I just ate some uh, peanuts. Okay. Are you okay over there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, anyhow, they were preparing to cross the Jordan into Jericho. Yes. And... Um, but interesting, they were preparing for uh, many reasons. Yes. Not only did he prepare with the spies in the last, last chapter, uh-huh. we talked about Rahab yes. and uh, the mm-hmm. two spies and yep. all that, but uh, it wasn't just the physiological, the military uh, aspect. Right. But it was spiritual. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, the Israelites' camp needed to be prepared. The people needed to be prepared spiritually. Definitely. Uh, we look at when you look at David mm-hmm. looking forward, David would come on the scene. And uh, when he becomes king, he has them bring the Ark of the Covenant back from the Philistines. Yes. I believe it was the Philistines. I believe it was. And uh, they, he did it the wrong way. They didn't do it the way God directed them to do it. And that's important to do. We should do what God directs us to do. They wanted to do it their way. Right. And so they put it on a cart instead of a Levitical priest yeah. carrying it on poles. Yes. And so as they have this little cart, I'm <laughs> thinking like when I was a kid, I used to have that little wagon. I, a little red wagon. Yeah, red yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I imagine it was a little bigger than that. Probably so, yeah. a little bit bigger, yeah. And they had the Ark of the Covenant represented God being present. Right. And it looked like it was going to fall. And this man called Uzzah, that sounds Uzzah. like a machine gun or something. It does. Uzi. Uzzah. Uzzah. Uh, he, he went to grab it. And it yes. said he fried, God fried him, struck him yeah. dead. Struck him dead. Kind of like and lightning. David got kind of upset. And as a result of that, uh, he would go back and they would do it the right way. That's right. Which he should have done first and poor Uzzah would not have died. You know, it's interesting because... God wants us, you know, David specifically commanded the priest to carry the ark the right way on their shoulders. Yes. And we often think a new cart 
mm-hmm. or strength or a friendly manner is the way to bring the presence of the glory of God. But God wants us, his presence and glory to come on the shoulder of a consecrated, obedient, praiseworthy man or woman. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool to think, you know? He does. We know we try to invent things. We do. To help to God. Help God. Let's make things better. God, you should do it this way. I'm sorry, but God does not need our help. Well, they're, get, they're getting ready. Remember, he's going to part mm-hmm. the Jordan River. Yes, he Do you is. remember something else he parted not too long ago? Uh, the Red Sea. The Red Sea. With Moses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joshua was there for that. What kind of things do you think they did when they were preparing? Well, um, the priests had like, they had to do, they had to do cleansing, Mm -hmm. had to put on certain clothes and a certain order. They definitely had to pray. Mm -hmm. So they had to prepare themselves because if they weren't prepared, if they went to carry the altar and carry the Ark of the Covenant, then, you know, something could have happened to them. So they had to go through the steps of purification uh, to be ready. God's holy. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and read 7 through 17. 7 through 17. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's water, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. You forgot one. Termites. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right. We have termites swarming at this time, which is not good. See the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then. Choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Ooh. So the water must have been really swift. Yet, as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarathan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over the opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. So the Lord... You know, one of the things for preparation was they had to be a certain distance behind the ark. Right. I guess that they would have been fried like Uzzah. Well, and and it's important to note that the ark represented God. God. And he's holy. That's right. Preach that in a lot of churches and they'll kick you out. True. True, true, true. Called called heresies. Yes. Yep. Anyhow, that's another topic. That's another day. Why do you think, what's the reason that? Joshua puts the Jordan was at flood stage. Because that would mean that the waters would have been very high. Mm-hmm. 30 or 40 feet. And it would the waters would be very rapid. So mm-hmm. it would be hard if you tried to go swim. You wouldn't want to swim in a, a river that was at flood stage. You definitely would not. 
And it makes the miracle more miraculous. Oh, absolutely. And people can't say, well, you know, parts of the Jordan are like two, maybe a, a ankle high. No, this, Why? he made sure to put that in here. The Holy Spirit did. You know what I think is cool is how the Red Sea and the Jordan, they crossed on dry ground. Because anybody knows when a river or a stream or something like that dries up, mm-hmm. you don't want to go jumping around in it because you're it's going to be murky and muddy and sticky and your feet are going to get stuck and everything like that. But this water that was flood stage came into a heap. And all of a sudden, the ground is dry. Now, that doesn't happen normally. Because usually you get uh, stuck in the mud. Yeah, stuck in the mud. Don't be a stick in the mud. I mean, that's a miracle, too, that <laughs> their feet were on dry ground. And that's pretty cool. So he did that with the Red Sea and the Jordan River. And I just think that's the neatest thing. And I think God and is speaking through Joshua, reminding them of victories. Yes. That the same God then is the same God now. And we, mm-hmm. in the church, yeah. Need to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they're getting ready to cross, mm-hmm. and the priest, as they get close to the water, their feet are close to the water, it mm-hmm. starts to stop flowing. It, it makes a, a dry area. Yep. It parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the people are crossing on the dry ground. Uh, so God tells Joshua as you mentioned, to choose mm-hmm. 12 men, yeah. one from each tribe to take 12 stones yes. on the riverbed right, and to make a memorial. That's so cool. That's so cool. Because when they would see that memorial later, they would remember what God did and how God parted the waters, dry ground, put them in a heap, even at flood stage, and they can remember that. Joshua 4, 1 through 9, if you would read that. Okie doke. Joshua 4, 1 through 9. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take out 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan from right where the priests are standing and carry them over with you and put them down in the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you in the future when your children ask you what do these stones mean tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan the waters of the Jordan were cut off these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever so the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them they took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites as the Lord had told Joshua and they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down. Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. Mm-hmm. Ooh. They probably are. Interesting. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere, yeah. That's just cool. like the rock that Moses hit. They have archaeological evidence. They have the rock. They do. It's in um, Arabia area. Oh. Yeah, it shows the crack, the rock, wow. yeah, the rose, yeah. The one he was supposed to speak to. Mm-hmm. And they found an altar that was probably the one Abraham sacrificed. I mean, they're finding wow. archaeological evidence of the Bible. Isn't that uh, cool? And I think God's allowing it. People yeah. that reject Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, reject the Bible, right. uh, really, really won't have an excuse. No. 
Uh, God has the word. He has the people who testify. He has the Holy Spirit, people that pray for the ones that are lost. He has all these radio, podcasts, churches. Yeah. And then he's even given archaeological evidence. So cool. Yeah. Very cool. So they set up this memorial. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like some of the memorial that the, we have in the States, like the Washington Monument, yeah. Statue the of Liberty, Vietnam Memorial, World mm-hmm. War II Memorial. Yeah. Um, to remind us of great achievements. Right. To honor people. Yeah. My dad actually went to the World War II Memorial. Oh, cool. They would fly World War II vets to it. He got oh, to go. My yeah. dad fought in World War II. Yeah. Yep. yep. Cool. Uh, and the significance of it was to remind generations. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think a lot of this destroying monuments. Oh, my. Uh, I am not for hurting people's feelings. I, I no. am. I think that there's a sense mm-hmm. that political correctness has some truth that we, we don't want to hurt people's um emotional feeling we don't want to insult people but i also think it's equally wrong to destroy landmarks to remove history Mm -hmm. because we learn from it well if we removed all of history that could possibly offend someone then we wouldn't be left with much and that would be communism yeah and and we history is important to look back at Mm -hmm. so you don't repeat it so if you tear everything down well, what's going to cause you not to repeat it again? You yep. know? So. History is destined to repeat itself. Yep. And the only way to learn is to know it. Absolutely. And learn from it. Absolutely. I and agree. that was the purpose of this memorial. Right. And it says the people were filled with, with awe and fear of God. Yeah. So I think what we learned through chapter three and chapter four, mm-hmm. and we'll get to chapter five. Well, hopefully we'll finish Joshua up next time. Yes. Number one, God is faithful to keep his promises. Yes, he is. The crossing of the Jordan River was a powerful demonstration of God. Amen. His faithfulness to the Israelites. Right. It's a reminder of us to us today. Yes. His promises that we can trust to guide us through difficult times. Mm-hmm. Stormy, storms of life. Yes. Stormy rivers. Mm-hmm. Like the Jordan. Yeah. Uh, and that the memorials... In our life, mm-hmm. uh, to remember the things he's done in the past mm-hmm. and the things he can, he will do in the future. Yeah, and I think it's important to look back at those rem- memorials in our lives and remember the things that God has done for us, because it kind of helps us keep on going when we hit those tough spots. You know, there's times I get frustrated and stuff, and you know. I remember before I knew Jesus, right. I was without hope. And I'm like, 1995, sometime in October, and I forgot that I didn't write down the date. Right. You know, I bat- I went on the couch in tears, asking the Lord to forgive me and come in my heart. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is, I remember that. That's the greatest miracle I've ever seen. Amen. It's my salvation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we hope you have that greatest miracle in your life as well, that you have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And if you don't, please accept him today. It's simple as the ABCs. Accept him, believe, confess your sins, and ask him to come into your heart. And he will live there forever. And you will always have a comforter with you. And remember that God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please be sure sure to share and please reach out to us and let us know your favorite episode. 
Let us know some of the things that you're liking. If you have comments or anything like that, we would definitely love to hear you hear from you. And you can reach us at Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows ORG. And you can either text or call, even send us a voice message to 251-244-4645. We definitely appreciate you. Have a great day. Goodbye.